Welcome to the Mind Body Business Podcast. Have you ever considered your superpower? If you had one gift to leave with humanity, what would that be? We believe that everyone possesses a superpower. This is your value proposition, your je ne sais quoi to help make a tangible difference in the world. Each week, our show explores these superpowers with tantalizing thought seeds germinating only from the power of collective thought. We invite you to join us for one hour each week and listen in as we dispense superpower knowledge from great people doing greater things. Good afternoon from the new Mind Body Business Podcast studio in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Can I just say that we're spicing things up in the podcast room? Usually it's spicing things up in the bedroom, but we're spicing things up in the podcast room. Is that why you just suddenly converted to your 900 voice? I didn't. You did? I didn't. It's it's these headphones. You started getting <laughs> soft and melodic. Saucy. I didn't. But honestly, we might need to take a, a little um, poll on which room is the best. We're kind of moving around to everything in the house. And this room I love because it's just out in the middle of the thoroughfare. So we have to like quarantine people in their rooms and be like, you had your time to shit, shower and shave. It's past. If you need to do anything, any personal business now, you're going to have to do it in your own room because you can't come through for the next half hour. So it's not just people. Dogs have been quarantined. I half expect your daughter to come running through here any minute because she's been up for several hours and she hasn't made her morning routine. I know. I'm kind of jealous with that kind of bladder control. That's is this she may have a corner up in her room that she <laughs> so is this appropriate etiquette for a podcast that we're being so transparent about the fact that we're just sitting over here in the corner next to Buddha? yeah we have a new guest here too <laughs> and that your daughter might have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the podcast we're just keeping it real so my early podcasting days i was in a studio i rented a studio uh Huga in charlotte and i would go down there uh, every monday this is i saw it the other week this is well before you existed um, before I, you graced us with your presence, Nefertiris, and Ramses was, I'm, I'm Ramses, and I was down in the studio, and it was, they, they had these really strict rules, mad respect, Huga, he does a, has a fantastic business model, but you couldn't go anywhere near the studio until it was your allocated time slot, and you had to sit in, in a room that was just, it was separate from like the regular people, because it's a, a social workspace. So the podcasters weren't allowed to go into the social workspace. You had to like quarantine. This was pre-quarantine. I know. It's like <laughs> setting you up for success during COVID. Anyway, so I got a talking to because I didn't go into the quarantine room. I was actually out in the main quarters where the, all the other people were. You get I, talking to's a lot. I've gotten talking to's my whole life. Mm-hmm. Power to the people. All right. Anyhow, I'm Devo. Welcome to Mind Body Business Podcast. I'm Lisa Staff. Gallywag over here that was just ruining my introduction as I was introducing her. Oh my gosh. Princess Queen Nefertiris. So today we are going to talk a little bit about some things surrounding central topic that is probably important to everyone on the planet. Me. <laughs> a topic that is important to everyone on the planet, and it's how we all deal with conflict and the, the necessary and evil, if you will, aspects of conflict and how it sort of embraces and directs and affects our lives in a variety of different ways. And conflict can be used opportunistically or it can also affect our lives in a negative capacity. But before we do that, you wanted to bring everybody up to speed on all the important things you're doing on the planet. 
There's so many. I don't know where to start. All right. Why don't you start? Well, this was your section. So okay, I'll take well, it let's, over. Let's just let's just talk about everything about me. Um, so I'm being ghosted today. Should we maybe talk about that? You're talking about your hardware in your house? Yeah. So this is Saturday in the real world. Thursday was told I'm doing I'm doing some renos on my house. And uh, Thursday was told that some men would come by the next day and make all my dreams come true that they would besides you. They would do some plumbing some painting and I could actually stop sleeping in the kitchen and move my stuff back in, but they haven't showed up. Yeah, this is sort of like uh, when I first graduated college, I lived in Manhattan in Soho. I'm just going to drop that. And I lived in a room that was about 600 square feet total in size with two other young women. Yeah, I did that. I was the man. And, we'll talk about that later. And we had a bed here, which we all shared. We had <laughs> <laughs> Living the dream. Since then, not so much. <laughs> There this were, monogamy thing is not what it's cracked up to be. It was literally a bunk bed that me and Beth had. And then <laughs> Beth was up top. I was down low because I was larger back in the States. So I was an ex-football player. You still take up a lot of real estate. <laughs> I can't remember her friend's name. It was Christine, Kathleen, something. So had, many pitches in your life. Had a loft over like a little sort of like, what do you call those things? Not lofts. Um, military, military people use them. They just roll them out. They just lay in them caught caught was in the corner we didn't even have a kitchen it was just sort of a kitchen that was like a makeshift stove and, and that's living the dream in new york yeah and it was, at this time this is back it's the in, address it's all about the address it's all about the zip code this was back in 1997 eight mm. and i believe at the time we were paying like 2500 a month just for that little tiny space we had a shared bathroom like we do now out in the corner with your daughter that was great and I really like showering with everybody and walking into a public bathroom. It was, it was equivalent. I to know, but honestly, that's the way we, we both of us grew up. Family, one teeny tiny bathroom now, you know, and it was different in Canada growing up. But you move to the States and it's like, oh, you have a three bedroom, 10 bathroom house. I didn't even have a like, bathroom. The I... ratio of bathrooms in the States are crazy. All right. We got off topic. Yeah. So you have some <laughs> construction that was going to be done here. You're renovating your bedroom, your bathroom, et cetera. Uh -huh. So that's what's going on in my life. So that's conflicts. We'll talk about that. We're, we're going to talk about that. How are you dealing with that as uh -huh. in a conflictual capacity that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't line up with your expectations, yeah. your deliverables that you were told. Mm -hmm. And there's been some deviation from that. We don't know why they haven't communicated with you. Maybe they had a medical emergency. There's lots of different things. Yeah, and that's the whole yeah. thing. It's about perspective. But I, I love the people that are working on my house and I love what they're doing. You're just saying that so they don't come no, back. I'm not. No, honestly, up. honestly, like uh, I've been waiting for this to happen for so long. So Hold whatever on. it happens is great. Can you guys turn the gain down just a little bit? Yeah, it's a little loud. There's no one oh, there. I'm Let's gonna try. <laughs> turn the <game> down. It's <laughs> really loud over here in my end. I need to be loud. Oh my gosh. But other than that, no. Uh, busy working with our with my photography business. I know you're busy working with your photography business. You've got some big things going up, and um, great things going on with our Sprout clients. We have some new clients that we've taken on that we're really really excited about working on their strategy, on their social media, on their branding, and all the exciting things that they have to offer the world. Mm -hmm. We can talk a little bit about that uh, later, but let's jump into the podcast okay. because we don't want this to be seven hours long because, you know, once I start talking, it ain't, ain't going Okay, we better fast. go. We better go then. All right. So 
we thought the central topic for today's podcast would be how do we as business owners, how do we as individuals, how do we as people in relationships, people in professional and personal lives deal with conflict and the important role that conflict plays in our life. Mm -hmm. And so the first question I would ask you is there's, there's a variety of different ways one deals with conflict. So my question would be is what is your conflict resolution style? Is it one of an, of annoyance? Is it one of ignoring and just kind of walking away from it? You want me to answer that? <laughs> is it? <laughs> oh, this is going to be like a little bit of an intervention. I feel it. it, it. I is, feel it your, is your style something that you're afraid or ashamed of? Is your style do you use it as an opportunity to assert your authority and your narcissistic power over people? Or do you use conflict as an opportunity to learn from other people and in so and, and in so in so doing be more aware of their personal perspective mm-hmm. and in so doing grow yours? So what would you say? Okay, is yours? so I'm I'm gonna And you need to ask me the same yeah, question. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to ask you the same question. Because she won't, because she's a princess and she just No, because I, I can't really read what's on that screen because I don't have my glasses on. And this, is, this is me being narcissistic. I can't so, see either. So, so we talked a little bit about this beforehand. You kind of wrote up some things that you wanted to talk about, but we we wanted to bring in some personal stories too. And we wanted to do it in a way that we're not land-based in anyone. So wait a question. second. So wait a second. So I'm just prefacing this that I don't want to, I don't want to land-based anyone else, but my ex does doesn't listen to this podcast so i may throw him under the bus a few times right i think it's closer to me if this is going to be the new studio so i don't have to keep getting up and showing over the top of my head okay anyways so i may i may hit throw him under the bus so um i would like to say that um my ex's preferred i don't know if i like that now you don't like that better no no you shut me down how's that is that better? Because I want to hear myself. All right, fine. So you're going to answer that question. <laughs> so my exes would be ignoring the situation. We're I will text. Wait, 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 wait. Exes. Let me, let me, so let me go. This is like he her desktop. No, no, if you've no. ever seen Lisa's desktop, answering this question is like 726 windows open. Can you stop interrupting me for Stay one second? On I am. I am. You wait, see what I'm doing wait. here? I'm addressing, I'm no, bringing conflict I'm trying in. To, no. <laughs> I'm trying Boom. to address this, this question. There's different styles. So I will text him something, a question about something that needs to be addressed for our family. And he doesn't realize, but I can tell when he's read the text and then he ignores it. We just gave that up. He doesn't listen to this. You'd be surprised. Okay. Anyways, anyways, so that's a situation that a lot of Isn't people will do. Set up fake profiles just so we can check out your gram. Okay. Anyways, Ooh. so that's <laughs> so that's a situation. <laughs> so that's a situation. Hold on, I gotta get my get my karmic. <laughs> gotta get my karmic nature back. Okay, so that's a situation that a lot of people do. They see the situation, and then they put their head in the sand. I would like to say that I see the situation and I need to step away from it for a while, a lot of times to let it marinate and figure out what I'm going to do. So that I'm not ashamed of my response to the conflict. And then I will come back to it later. So your style of conflict resolution is more along the lines of avoidance. No, I let it marinate. I avoid it for a while, maybe. No, I don't. I, I, I take care of that situation, but I take care of it in a situation where I've, I've thought about it. So I'm not reactive and I don't 
do something out of context that because I'm pissed off or because I'm so I let it marinate and then I come back to it and resolve it. Uh, let's go back to the question again, because you only get to pick one of these options. Then I say the last one. Which is an opportunity to learn from someone. Yep. Okay. All right. And that's not me being like, oh, I'm better. I need to, I need to think about it before I react to it. Okay. You. Fair enough. I waffle between, truthfully speaking, an opportunity to, to explain myself. So I would fall into the category of presenting my point of view. And um, as I've grown, this is something that I'm, I've tried to work on for most of my life. I'm now intersecting into the, the one you just said, which is an opportunity to learn from, from other people's perspectives. So I think prior to the last 10 years, I was more from the standpoint of I'm right, you're wrong. I have, I have an opportunity. I'm more educated than you. I'm more knowledgeable than you, obviously. So I'm going to present my opinion to you. And not a lot of room for deference. I, I've become self-aware around that and I'm now stepping into a new space of, let me hear what you have to say. This is an opportunity for me to learn something new. So how's that working for you? It's fantastic. It's made my relationships better. It's made me a better human. We'll see. Ask me in a year from now. <laughs> so I, I think what happens a lot of times with, with any situations that we have in our life, it's, it's a perspective and it's communication. Because what we think in a conflict, we think we've perfectly explained what the situation is, how people should be reacting. And when it comes back to us, we're like, where was the disconnect? And why is your perspective different from us? And that, whether it's in our personal lives or in our business, we've had to try to resolve that. Like somehow, whether it's on a staff meeting and we've explained, this is what's due, X, Y, and Z is what your job role is and where it falls short that it's very clear in our minds. Scoot up a little but, bit so you can stay in the frame. But it's obviously not translated. And it's that lost in translation, I think, where the conflict happens most of the time, whether it's in contracts with work, personal relationships with, um, with our kids, with our soulmates, with employees, all of those things. We've somehow not communicated properly, laid out the deliverables, done any of those things well let's before we jump into all that piece you're absolutely spot on so if you if you take a look at if you self-reflect for a moment on your life and in every single aspect of it from being a mother to being a partner to being a wife or a, a, a business owner or anything conflict is going to introduce itself in every situation because everybody comes at their position on something from their own context. So conflict requires dealing with conflict, sorry. So dealing with conflict requires everybody to be, how do I say this properly? You have to be articulate mm -hmm. first and foremost to understand your position, because if you can't explain your position to other people and you and simultaneously be a judicious listener, so it's sort of a give and take. Mm -hmm. And you and I have this conflict, and I'm going to bring this up because you and I have, when we get in arguments, we both have very distinct styles of communicating. And 99% of the time, we bounce off of each other really well, aka the podcast, our business, et cetera, our bedroom. I'm joking when we're making the bed together. But when we, when we have a disagreement, 
we have completely different styles of addressing conflict. You tend to want to marinate, as you said, you want to walk away from it. I'm a man. I want to step away from the stove when it's hot and not put my hand on it. And you won't put your hand on it and deal with it. Well, let me finish. <laughs> I don't want to put my hand on the stove. I just want to get it done and over with. I just, let's get this out of the way. Let's air our grievances. Let's hear what each other have to say. How do we find middle ground and move on? I don't want to let it stew. And I, there's a reason why I don't want to let it I stew. Know. Let but me some tell things, you. Sometimes things aren't a quick fix. You asked me to tell stories. Let me tell you why I don't want oh to let it God. stew. I have PTSD around conflict. And here is truthfully why. And I've given this a lot of fucking thought. Okay, pause there for a second. I'm interrupting you. And this, this is a really important point, what you're making. We don't know the backstory of how people deal Correct. with things. And we need to take that into consideration, don't we? Absolutely. So I have PTSD around conflict. As you know, if you follow me on social media or if you know me well, I grew up in a very conflictual lifestyle. And rather than, I'm not saying, oh, what was me? Please, please have. But sometimes we carry that with us. I have carried it with me and it, and it translates itself and rears its ugly head in a variety of different ways on a regular basis. But my conflict as a child was I would get in trouble for something and my father in his narcissistic way and his whatever reason he had for parenting, I would often be sent to my room to marinate and fear for a period of time before he would address the situation. And at first I thought that he was doing this to sort of be reasonable about it, but, but most of the time, He's planning your punishment, most of the time, the response that I got was compounded mm. much greater than it should have been. And so because of that, I'd be literally sitting in my room and this is a true story. I, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but I'm just going to tell you this. I, I would literally be so scared of what was coming that I would often like pull off, bite my fingernails down to the like nothing. Oops. There was a time when I would, there was a true story. I actually pulled a tooth out one time. I was so petrified of okay. what was going to happen. So I'm not telling you the story. This is going to be a part. So are you petrified if I sit and, and you, no. you know, make you marinate? The <laughs> My point is, is I just, I've to. just learned to deal with problems head on right when they occur. I don't want to let things stew. I don't want to let things that marinate. And there's a good and bad to that. I recognize mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Dealing with problems head on sometimes has advantages, but your perspective of letting it marinate so that you can be more reasonable, so you can allow your, your emotions to calm and chill. There's also advantages to that. So the point I was originally making at the outset is as humans, because everybody has their own unique perspective and context on everything, when we are faced with conflict, we have to learn to be articulate verbally so that we can present but simultaneous to that, we have to know the give and take of being a judicious listener. Mm -hmm. And that was the whole point I was trying to make. Yeah, no, well taken. I want to add one more thing to it as well. And not just talking about personal, you know, relationships or leading a team, business and all of that. Let's talk about parenting okay. because parenting has been something in, in my life. You know, my kids are older now. My youngest is 18, but it's taken that long to kind of, and your styles of parenting change, but I remember from the, from the get-go when your kids are really little, trying to communicate in the conflict of toys are everywhere, you're stepping on Lego, you're, you know, all of these things, and you expect those toys to be put away and organized and all of that. 
And, you know, as they get older, you give them some chores to do. And, you know, your time frame is different than their time frame. And, it, you know, you're thinking, hey, I've asked you to do this, this, and this. It's been 10 minutes. Why are you not on it? Mm-hmm. As opposed to maybe, you know, hey, this has to be done by the end of the day. And our patience and our tolerance and our understanding, there's, there's somewhere in there a happy median of our expectations, our patience and our tolerance and communicating it. And I think they're all bundled together. But if we're not understanding that, it it creates that conflict within us that it just pisses us off that we've asked them to do that. And it's not done. I I hear everything you're saying. I think it's a valid point, which I think what you're getting at, or at least what I hear you saying is that my kids are perfect. (laughs) When when conflict presents itself, it requires some negotiation and it Mm -hmm. it requires some compromise. Mm -hmm. Correct. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So in in every situation, whether it's with your partner, whether it's with your client, whether it's with your employees or with your children, they have a a reason why they're doing it and their minds work different ways than Mm -hmm. our do. So when Mm -hmm. you're telling your daughter to come down here and get the kitchen cleaned up, you don't know that she might be dealing with a relationship issue with the boyfriend, or she might be dealing with a bad grade that she's suffering from, that she has to get squared away with her teacher or whatever it might be. There's a bazillion different reasons. And to borrow your analogy, my child is the same way. She has a couple of chores at her house that, that I require them to do. And she often misses my deadlines for doing them. Mm-hmm. But as she will frantically tell me sometimes at, at behest of my frustrations, dad, I know that I have to do it. I know that the garbage comes every Tuesday morning. I know that it, ha- it doesn't get hit till nine o'clock in the morning. So I just make sure that it happens before nine o'clock. And my position is, well, you often get sidetracked. You should do it when I want it done. But I've learned to negotiate and compromise a little bit with her. And for the last several weeks, I don't say anything. I just sort of sit back and observe. And sure enough, she makes sure that before the truck, she listens, she hears the truck down the street, and then all of a sudden she scampers around the house, grabs the, the garbage, runs it down the driveway, and then she comes up and looks at me like, hmm. I was like, all right, fair enough. Sassy pants wins. Yeah, so, but it's a good point. So you have to learn to negotiate because we come at situations from our own perspectives mm-hmm. and our own sense of urgency, not mm-hmm. necessarily every other ones. And that's it, our own sense of urgency. Absolutely. We, we always see what's in our time frame, what's important to us, and we forget what's important on the other end. So, so our sense of urgency isn't your sense of urgency. Sometimes we need to take our ego out of it. Absolutely. And so if we can adjust our perspective and our perceptions of other, of other people's sense of urgency or other people's perspectives, if we can adjust our own to realize that, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, take our, let's take some of our clients, for example. You know, we're responsible for, for a, a large portion of marketing, social media content and branding for, mm-hmm. for our clients, mm-hmm. right? And so we write a lot of their copy yeah. and we, we, and we have multiple writers. I'm one of them. And, you know, Charlotte writes, I'm obviously not Charlotte <laughs> writes differently than I do. Dallas writes different than I do. I write different than both of them combined. And so it's interesting when Charlotte turns in a copy to me, I'll go through it and I'll see some really interesting points, but I'll also see some points that I don't agree with. And so I'll, I'll redline them and send it back to her and I'll say, what have you considered this? Or where did you come up with this point? Same thing with Dallas. And it's interesting to hear their responses. Well, let me tell you. And so once they've presented their position, I'm like, that's actually a really good point. I like mm-hmm. that. Let's, let's keep with that. Same thing with our clients. So they'll come back to us yeah. with, 
red lines and we have, a, and I'm not going to say names, but we had a recent blog that we wrote for one of our clients. And it's a pretty important piece. And our perspective was one of X. And then she wrote back to us and said, she didn't want to use this blog because she felt it was, it was insensitive to a certain element of their mm-hmm. business. And we hadn't considered that because yeah. we only looked at it from our lens. Yeah. But let's, let's say as well that we've gone in and we've done their brand strategy and we spent time with them and we're like, yeah, we've got this. We know everything about this. We can, we can do it. No problem. They won't even need to touch it, but they have further insight. They've lived longer insight, right? Yeah. Lived, breathed this, this, business businesses that they have that their insight is is so much sharper than where we're at and for them to come in and 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 kind of bring that to our attention that yeah you know what you're absolutely right and for us to to take that information and increase our ability to speak their voice in the future I like what you said just now, and that and that's sort of reiterating your previous point, which was ego. If we can take our ego out of the situation, and and honestly, five years ago, truthfully speaking, five six years ago, had had she come back to me and said, "This is a bad. I don't like this piece. It's insensitive to our audience," I would have probably responded with my argument style from the beginning, which was, let me assert and advocate my position. Instead of me stepping back, I heard what she said, I read what she said, I got on the phone and asked her more questions. And so I I altered and adjusted my perspective and context based upon what she presented to us. And so So, I took my ego out of the equation and said, okay, this is correct. She has more longevity on her position. She probably would know better than me. So you've done two things there. You've improved your relationship with that client Mm -hmm. by having that discussion and letting them know that you're um, open Mm -hmm. to any of their, their improvements and you've improved your ability to serve that client too. Correct. And so it's twofold. It is twofold. And, and, and the, the compounding effect of that, if you will, is that I've learned more information. I've brought in more information based upon not only my experience of listening to her, but I've learned more about myself and how I can, how I can adjust my personal preferences and my personal context going forward. And so the, the, we're going to say something. Well, I was going to say, like, we've joked before and you've said, can you just handle all my client relations and, and, you know, you know, take yourself out of the equation, not have to deal with any of the conflicts. And we've joked about that before. Mm-hmm. And in all situations, wouldn't it be nice to be able to step outside when anything arises, say, you know, I'm just going to transfer you to the customer service department and they'll handle this. And we've d- d- dealt with one business that we dealt with, Christine, you know, who I'm talking about the best customer service representative. So mm-hmm. nice and kind and resolves any disputes. Mm-hmm. But we need to become those people that can resolve those disputes, our own customer service rep. Well, that's a good point. Well, you know, there's an argument to be made that uh, we talk a lot about staying in your lane. So, you know, if conflict resolution isn't your forte, and I would say that sometimes I'm not the best at dealing with conflict when it comes to situations that I think I'm absolutely right on, it's okay to defer to someone else on your team that has a better ability to do that. Your mom. <laughs> Debbie is right. He's my favorite child. And well, how do you no. feel? No, but truthfully <laughs> speaking, how do you feel about that? So, you know, you've got, you have a team that works for you, works with you, and some of them might be better at dealing with conflict than you are. Would, are you, do you have a problem with just deferring to them and say, you know, I'd actually just ha- like you to handle this? Depending on the size of your company, yes. Yeah. But you can't always defer it. 
there's there's going to be situations that you still need to step up and um keep that relationship mm-hmm. if it's business definitely at points you know your client is going to feel like they're not having that relationship with you if you're always deferring them to someone else and they're not going to feel as important mm-hmm. as well as in our personal lives we we can always pass it off mm-hmm. all right so what are some takeaways from this let's talk about takeaways from my personal perspective personal just you generally as as lisa staff what are some takeaways that you can present from a conversation around dealing with conflict just it, it's going to come up in all facets of our life and and i need to learn still to step away and take my ego out of it and and come at it from a, a different perspective than i'm looking at both sides of the story and not just like pissed off mm-hmm. i would say my takeaway from a personal perspective is as amazing as i am and as intellectually oh proficient as i am i don't have all the answers there are a lot of, there's a lot of information that i don't have at my yeah. disposal there's a lot of knowledge that i haven't yet learned there are a lot of positions and contexts that i'm completely blissfully unaware of and if i can like you just said take my ego out of the situation and be a judicious listener and mm-hmm. understand that everybody has their own position their own knowledge base and their own subject matter expertise around a topic I'm probably more inclined to learn a lot more than I would be mm-hmm. had I just gone in pighead and be like, it's my way or the highway, which is what my dad used to say to me. It's my way or the highway. And I hate that saying because the highway is actually a better option sometimes, because if you do get on the highway, dude, if I get on the highway, I'm going to be exposed to a bazillion more perspectives and I can learn a hell of a lot more than what yeah. just going your way is. Mm-hmm. All right. Take away. Sorry, go ahead. If you had, if you can take yourself right now and put it into your past, do you think it would have made a difference in your life, the way you handle things now? Well, undoubtedly, but had I, well, undoubtedly, because I'm, I know a lot more today, but, but here's a paradigm shift for you. If I took me today and put me into my past, knowing what I know today mm-hmm. and transplanting to what I knew then, would future me learn the lessons that I needed to learn in the first place? Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's a journey, isn't it? It is. Everything's these, a journey. These, these things can all be learning and growing experiences. They can. And if, if you come at it from an open mind and, yeah. and be a, I, I think at the crux of everything here is how can we take our ego out of this for conflict? How can we learn to respond appropriately? Mm-hmm. Because response is everything. As I tell my kid on a regular basis, you know, she has some conflict with her mother right now. And I tell her, you know, you have an opportunity here to potentially learn something about yourself which is how do you how do you respond in the face of these conflicts with your mother? Do you get frustrated and frazzled and start getting into a screaming match with her because that's her learn her 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 argument style, or do you sit back and reason and try to look at it from her perspective and realize that there's an opportunity for you to learn something here? So I think for me, conflict, good conflict resolution skills requires listening and a self-awareness of how we respond to yeah. everything. Yeah. So maybe you need to have a screaming room or a closet that you just open up, you go <laughs> and you scream, you vent, and then you take care of the situation in a calm, um, kind way. Because, you know, there's been those situations that you want to send an angry text or something like oh that. God, you're going to yeah. regret it. You're going to regret it. Never put anything into writing at all. It's kind of like you're not supposed to text when you're drunk or you're whatever. You don't do it when you're in the middle of a conflict. That's a great, that's a great point. The um, email responses and, and I've gotten really good at this, but 
when you have a con conflicting situation that comes up that rubs you the wrong way or somebody sends you a message is like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Your perspective earlier, which is stepping away from it and, and marinating on it and allowing, allowing the sort of the dust to settle and then coming back to it is fantastic because a lot of times when we, when we receive that initial, that initial trigger, we're more inclined to be like, scream and just like let me tell you let me put you in your place and that's the wrong way to do it and it may just be <coughs> that there's nothing wrong with what they're coming back to you with but there's something wrong with you that day you're already pissed off about something you're already stressed or anxious or you've got a million and one things and it's just the timing of it yeah but but my point was is yeah. stepping away yeah. from it and allowing yourself to sort of reason with your own response mm -hmm. and reread how you might have responded to it it's going to allow you to take a an alternative perspective, even from your own in which you've originally started with, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're calmer, you're more reasonable, et cetera. Yeah. So um, but what I was saying, speaking <laughs> of, speaking of screaming room, I noticed in your closet this morning when I got here late last night that you had a lot of plastic bags. Are you preparing to do something to me later tonight? And does it involve a machete? No. Okay. Can I just say that the painters and stuff that came here, they've taped off everything, put plastic over everything, even when they were doing the um, drywall and stuff, it's been pretty awesome. There's so much plastic in your closet that if you trip and fall, you might get entangled in that web of plastic and there could be some sort of asphyxiation oh, movie. going on. And, and then my dog's going to eat my lethargic body. I'm pretty sure he would. They'll find you. me days later. Definitely. All right. Hopefully, so hopefully days later, they will have come back to finish this in here. and then It won't be too messy. All right. So here's my final takeaway for this. And I'm going to let you have your final. I have no final things to say. Well, I'm going to say something. Okay. So I find that as Lisa touched on a few minutes ago, that conflict comes at us in a variety of ways. And it's our personal responsibility as humans as business owners as parents as partners as friends as anyone and any role that we take on to be better listeners of what we do to understand our tolerance levels on triggers and recognize the things that really truly affect us and trigger us in a negative way and the more self-aware we are on those triggers and the more tolerant we are on how we deal with other people's perspectives, that will then compound itself in the way we respond to everything. And ultimately it shapes the direction our lives take. And if we can learn to sort of adjudicate those a little bit better and be judicious listeners, I'm just dropping big words so I, know. so I sound smart. But you could, you could just you know, wrap it up and say, just don't be an asshole. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the point that I was trying to make is if we can learn to be more self-aware around who we are and what triggers us, and the things that we agree and don't agree with, and understand that our, that our context isn't necessarily always right, it's just our context, and that other people are coming at it with their own information and perspective, we might, be, we might have an opportunity to learn a lot more about them and ourselves and, and in so doing become better people. Mm -hmm. Cheers to becoming better people. All right. I'm Devo. Thank you for joining us. If you would like some more information on this podcast, or if you'd like to be a guest on our show, or if you know somebody who would make a fantastic guest. Because this guest here has been very quiet. Comment below in the podcast. And of course, like our, comp like our podcast, because yeah. the more likes we get, especially on YouTube, the more we get popped to the top of the queue, which means the better guests we can get on. 
I had a guest respond to me that I sent out and said that we didn't have a big enough, uh, we didn't have a big enough audience. That's so cheeky. I was like, you dick. And I was like, wait, conflict, how do I respond? <laughs> That's when you step away and don't respond and call the potential guest a dick. <laughs> Any closing thoughts? No, that was fun. That was fun. We'll see you on the other side. Thanks.